0: Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers, to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real Steel. The FS-56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome in to Outkick the Show. I am your fearless leader, Clay Travis. I hope all of you are having a fantastic Wednesday. Right off the top here, go to fanduel.com slash Clay. That is fanduel.com slash Clay. If you are in New York, they are doing a spread the love event that guarantees you $50. You cannot lose. The Knicks are guaranteed to win. I think by like you get the Knicks plus 180 points or something like that now. Anyway, $53, fanduel.com slash clay. That is fanduel.com slash clay. Uh, This will be my last outkick the show of the week because tomorrow I am flying down to South Florida, gonna be in Fort Myers. We've got several hundred Clay and Buck listeners. We're gonna start doing events around the country Going to have one in Houston soon uh, where we have big markets all over the country. We're going to be doing radio events. And so we're doing a big Friday evening event uh, at a uh, hotel in Fort Myers. Sold out almost instantaneously. Several hundred of you are going to be there. Looking forward to meeting you uh, in Fort Myers. But I am traveling down there tomorrow. I'll be there Thursday, Friday. Back just in time. To watch the Titans play the Bengals and advance to the AFC Championship game. Since uh, this is my last outkick the show of the week, by the way, I'll have a uh, show with Todd Furman, The Fade, tomorrow, uh, breaking down everything with the divisional round playoff games going on, the four different games. But I want to let you know these are my gambling picks for the divisional round playoffs, Titans, I believe are going to cover the three or the three and a half against the Bengals. I believe the Titans will be rolling into the AFC Championship game in Nashville. Packers, lots of questions about exactly how healthy uh, we are going to see Jimmy Garoppolo in this game going on the road in a Lambeau Field against Aaron Rodgers and company in Green Bay. I like the Packers to cover this number right around five and a half or six, depending on where you're looking. By the way, you can go bet FanDuel.com slash Clay. I like the Rams to potentially pull off the upset, but to definitely cover the three on the road against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Matthew Stafford going head-to-head against Tom Brady. Stafford just got the first playoff win of his career. Divisional playoff game. I like the Rams here. Uh, and then you got the Chiefs going up against the Bills in a game that a lot of people are saying is the default AFC Championship. I like the Chiefs to cover this number to take care of business against the Bills. Believe it or not, I'm going to take Patrick Mahomes over Josh Allen. Uh, This number down around one and a half, two, wherever, two and a half, depending on where you are. I like the Chiefs to cover this number. Those are my four gambling picks. And tap the veins, boys and girls. Tennessee Titans are my blood bank guarantee. Hop on the Titans train As Derrick Henry is returning officially to play for the Titans, I just look, I like this stat. Only one out of 10, basically, of all of the offensive snaps that the Titans have played, have featured uh, Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, and Julio Jones, all healthy, all playing together. Only one out of every 10 snaps have those guys, all three, been healthy in the offensive system for the Titans. I believe the Titans are going to go out and handle in a big way the Cincinnati Bengals. I think the offense will be good, but really, I think it's going to be the defense that wins this game for the Titans because I think the defense for the Titans is underrated. They've been playing pretty well down the stretch run here. As good as Joe Burrow is and as good as Jamar Chase is, I don't believe they're going to be able to come on the road and beat the Titans. Again, I will be there. Watching this game in person, cannot wait for Saturday. I'll be flying back from South Florida. I'm looking forward to meeting all of you uh, down in Fort Myers, Naples area, uh, as, uh, as I will be down there for Thursday and Friday. Uh, all right, a couple of different things on top of this. Uh, did you see, I think this is monster news. I think this is really big news. I think it's going to lead ultimately some major decisions being made in the United States as well. Today, Boris Johnson announced that soon, within the next few days, uh, the United Kingdom, England, is going to be ending all national mask requirements and they're going to be ending COVID vaccine passport requirements. Individual businesses can still choose to require these uh, masks and also COVID vaccine passports if they deem it necessary. But I think this is a big deal uh, because basically what this represents is is an end to COVID. When you're ending the mask requirement and you are ending COVID vaccine passports, you are effectively saying, hey, COVID is never going away. It's going to be endemic. But in theory, in England, you're no longer going to have to wear masks, for instance, on airplanes. They are doing away with all masking requirements nationwide, requirements from the government. And they're also going to be ending COVID vaccine passport requirements. So you'll be able to go to any business that you want. Now, individual businesses can still make decisions if they so desire to require these things. But I would think the vast majority of businesses will in fact say, no, this doesn't make sense. The data doesn't reflect that masking makes any kind of significant impact. The data doesn't reflect that COVID vaccine passports are having any kind of significant impact either. And given the fact that much of American COVID policy has ended up in a similar spot with england trailing it in some ways it will be interesting to see whether joe biden is asked about this i'm going to watch the biden press conference one year into his presidency here momentarily but i'll just point out for joe biden seven percent inflation all-time highs in COVID hospitalizations and COVID cases within the last week Uh, you have failures at the border new highs continuing to be set on the number of people coming across in the border murder rate skyrocketing. I'm going to talk about New York and LA murders here in a moment. Two awful murders that are emblematic of the fear that exists in both of those big cities on both coasts right now. Uh, you have uh, a 33% approval rating. Even if you think that Quinnipiac poll is not accurate, uh, Politico came out today with a 40% approval rating for Joe Biden. And uh, I believe uh, that, uh, that YouGov also came out with their own poll, giving a similarly low approval rating. Let me check. Uh, the most recent Politico Morning Consult forty percent approval rating for Joe Biden, a fifty-six percent approval. Uh, uh, and The Economist and YouGov came out with their own uh, their own poll: forty-two percent approve, fifty-three percent disapprove. And this is just an overall failure on Tuesday. Gallup came out with their own poll 40% approve, 56% disapprove. These are undoubtedly, truly awful numbers, but the Quinnipiac poll actually still remains the lowest in terms of its overall approval rating. But the disapproval rating is actually higher in uh, the Gallup poll and also in the Politico morning consult poll. Uh, as you look at uh, what is going on in terms of disapproval. So Joe Biden about to have his one year in office press conference. going to watch it. I'll be live tweeting and reacting to that uh, as it is scheduled to happen here in a little over 30 minutes at 4 Eastern, 3 o'clock Central Time. Did you see the story that came out of the Supreme Court? We know the Supreme Court ended the COVID vaccine mandate. And by the way, Congratulations on the impact. Already Starbucks has now announced they will not have a vaccine mandate for their employees because of the decision that came from the Supreme Court. So Starbucks already has said, hey, we're not going to be doing this because of what happened at Starbucks. Uh, But if you look at the story, NPR reported, and I talked about this yesterday, so I want to make sure uh, that I give you an updated version. Yesterday... Uh, We talked about this on Clay and Buck and we just discussed it on the radio show that we just finished. But I talked about here on Outkick the Show how Starbucks, uh, sorry, how the Supreme Court had uh, a a mask dispute. There was a report that Justice Gorsuch had refused to wear a mask. And as a result, Sonia Sotomayor had decided not to appear in person for the arguments. And uh, that was reported by NPR. I talked about it. Now, both Justice uh, Gorsuch, Justice Sotomayor, and Justice Roberts all say that that is not a true report. And all this does is further create more uh, tension in any sort of reasonable respect that exists out there for the media in this country. Because NPR reports this story, tons of people react to it, it spawns a ton of different uh, uh, of stories of its own. And now the Supreme Court, if you believe them, and I don't think that Justice Roberts, Gorsuch, or Sonia Sotomayor would be lying about this, all three of them. Now all three of them have come out and said, no, 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 this is not true. NPR got it wrong. So I wanted to update uh, that story coming out of uh, the Supreme Court, allegedly, according to NPR, the justices are saying, that story is 100% not true. Uh, Senate filibuster shenanigans. As we are talking right now, and as will happen later this evening, thanks to Joe Manchin of West Virginia and Kirsten Cinema of Arizona, two different Democratic senators who are upstanding and maintaining their support for the filibuster, Joe Biden's attempt to remake voting rights legislation is going to go up in flames. And so that final vote is expected to happen tonight and then maybe we'll move on to inflation, maybe we'll move on to COVID. I'm not sure what we will move on to next, but I do know that the attempts to blow up the filibuster in the Senate have failed and that Joe Biden is left now looking around and I've been asking this question, how has his staff led him astray to such an extent that he can be embarrassed like he was When he was scheduled last weekend to go, or last week, to go to the Senate on Thursday and argue in favor of his voting rights legislation and in favor of blowing up the filibuster. And before Joe Biden even got to the Senate for a face-to-face meeting with the Senate caucus, Kirsten Sinema went to the Senate floor and let it be known that she would not be changing her opposition to the filibuster, and as a result that the filibuster getting blown up like Joe Biden was attempting to do was not going to work, was not going to happen. I don't know how Joe Biden's advisors allowed him to be put into this awful of a position where on Tuesday, he's calling all of his opponents, George Wallace, Jefferson Davis, Bull Connor, calling them racist. And then by Thursday, his own political party, both Senator Sinema and Senator Manchin, let it be known they will not support his voting rights legislation via blowing up the filibuster. And so how does this happen? How does Ron Klain, the chief of staff for Joe Biden, not know what is coming? And how does he create this situation where Kirsten Cinema is basically disrespecting the president by not even waiting for him to make his appeal before she goes on the Senate floor and announces that she's not going to change her opinion as it pertains to the filibuster? We've already seen Build Back Better blow up as well. The Supreme Court has shut down Joe Biden's vaccine mandate. It's hard for a president to have a worse week than Joe Biden had last week. And at some point, you put that on the leadership, on the fact that he is listening to his staff. And I don't believe that Joe Biden has the mental faculty or is adroit enough of a politician to rescue himself. So I don't know what he's going to do, but clearly he is adrift, he is failing on an epic level for a president. He is not able to actually do anything of any kind of success. Gotta think most presidents at this point in time would jettison their advisors who have made them look as bad as Joe Biden's advisors have made him look and would decide to chase somebody new, maybe start to govern from the middle in an effort to try to avoid the coming tide of, of, of red wave destruction, which appears to be looming not very far into the future now. Believe me, it won't take that long to get to November. We're over halfway through January, moving into February. People don't pay a lot of attention to what goes on in the summer. They dial out. And so Joe Biden is staring down an unmitigated disaster in the midterms of his own creating. And a big part of this has been losing, not only to Republican opposition, but thanks to opposition within his own party as it pertains to Senator Kirsten Cinema and also to Joe Manchin. Uh, Finally, murder rates skyrocketing. And I just want to look at you right now, defund the police, the single dumbest political argument of the 21st century. Anyone who argued in favor of it doesn't deserve to still be a politician. In my opinion, they don't deserve to be voted for in this country, okay? Murder rates skyrocketing all over the place, many different cities. But what we have seen are two incredibly devastating recent murders that have gotten a great deal of attention. Uh, in New York, an Asian woman was standing on uh, the, uh, the side of the subway, right there on, uh, in, inside the subway, and as the train came by, she's standing on the platform, she got shoved right in front of it by a crazy, deranged man who had no business being on the streets. She was struck and killed by the train, died, had no ability to defend herself, never saw that attack coming. She was 100% innocent. She is standing there on the subway platform and gets shoved directly in front of it. That is a terror that exists for many people who have ever taken the subway, New York, D.C., whatever city you might have lived in where a train comes in. If you've been standing nearby on the platform, you've probably thought at some point about the idea of getting shoved in front of it and how uh, awful of a thing that would be to happen because you really can't defend yourself very much if somebody makes the decision to do it. That happened in New York to a 40-year-old Asian woman. She's now dead. Simultaneously, almost, in LA, a 24-year-old girl was working in a furniture store in a high-end neighborhood in Los Angeles and a man walked into that store and killed her. She's in the store by herself, middle of the day, and she is murdered in cold blood in L.A., and I have a lot of friends in Los Angeles. This is a murder that has totally shook all of Los Angeles. This was a UCLA grad, recent UCLA grad, working at a high-end L.A. furniture store. Her name is Brianna Kupfer, uh, 24 years old, working in the Croft House, and middle of the afternoon, a stranger walked in and stabbed her to death according to uh, the L.A. Police Department. Now, they now have a uh, suspect in this case and uh, the dad came out and he gave what I thought was, first of all, I can't imagine now as a father myself giving an interview when my totally innocent child has been murdered. Uh, But he said that local politicians were too lenient, crime has been rampant, and uh, he said, and I think this is an important quote, our city leaders need to make smarter decisions about what they do with criminals and how they incarcerate them. This is what he told the New York Post. I get it. There's a lot of racial injustice, but it doesn't change the fact that somebody who is doing evil shouldn't get a slap on the wrist. Unfortunately, this is what we are seeing now. So this girl who's 100% innocent was murdered and there are unbelievable data points out there uh, about how this came to pass and how it (coughs) ended up occurring. They now have found, by the way, the killer of this 24-year-old girl. And stop me if this surprises you. uh, The person who did it is a career criminal who has been arrested dozens of times. So this girl should be alive if our authorities had implemented correctly all of these uh, details. by the way, the guy who did this and they are looking for him, Sean Laval Smith, 31 years old lengthy rap sheet has been arrested both on the East Coast and the West Coast and surprise me and let me know he was uh, free on two different bonds one from Charleston South Carolina on a shooting charge and another one <coughs> he was bonded for a crime that he had committed in LA. This man had no business whatsoever being on the streets at all. It is a failure. It is a failure of our national public policy that career criminals are out there killing 100% innocent men and women all over this nation. Uh, Finally, I wanna close on this. I saw these data points and I could barely believe that this was real. Uh, Democratic voters were recently surveyed in a poll for their opinions on COVID. And I want to hit some of these. And to reinforce, for people who might not have listened to this or watched this before, may not have seen this clip, I am unvaccinated. I had COVID in November of 2020. And last week I had COVID again, likely the Omicron version. 100% fine. No issues whatsoever with COVID in either uh, incident as relatively young and healthy people are typically the case. I say relatively young because I'm 42 now. Zero issues, minor cold in both instances, a little bit of a fever, but in general, virtually no issue at all. Uh, Democratic voters, this is how out of touch. We hear a lot from Democrats about how democracy is at stake, about how dangerous uh, the right wing Uh, element is in this country. I want you to hear these stats from Democratic voters. 59% of Democrats support house arrest for people like me that are unvaccinated. In other words, Democrats do not believe nearly 6 out of 10 of them that I should be able to leave my house because I am unvaccinated. 48% support prison for questioning vax efficacy on social media. Guess what? The Pfizer CEO has questioned Vax efficacy on social media. Almost half of all Democrats think I should go to prison for saying that the vaccine doesn't work for COVID like we were told that it does, that it does not prevent or stop the transmission of the virus and it does not prevent or stop you from getting COVID yourself. 45% of Democratic voters support internment camps. Let me repeat that. 45% of Democratic voters support internment camps. 47% support surveillance. No surprise there. And this one is even crazy as well. 29% support the state taking away the kids of the unvaccinated. Let me repeat that. 29% of Democratic voters do not believe that I should be able to live and raise my own children because I'm unvaccinated. I'm sorry. This is pure insanity. Okay? And the fact that Dr. Fauci's and the Rochelle Walensky's and the Joe Biden's of the world have allowed Democrats to believe these things is actually far more terrifying to me than anything that happened on January 6th. This is actual insanity. Democrats want internment camps to a large degree. They want people arrested who question the efficacy of vaccines. They want people like me put on house arrest. They want my children taken from me because I'm unvaccinated. If you wanna know how madness and insanity spreads, it's like this. This is anti-science. This is pure balderdash. And everyone out there who has allowed this to fester and grow in the Democratic Party is responsible for it. Dr. Fauci, Dr. Walensky, and Joe Biden, shame on all of you for allowing your party to believe all of this. I am Clay Travis, DBAP, unless you need to SBAP. I will proudly remain unvaccinated. I'm 2-0 against COVID, headed down to Florida to meet all of our great listeners in South Florida. I appreciate all of you. Good special coming tomorrow on the NFL playoffs from a gambling perspective with my buddy Todd Furman. This has been Outkick the Show. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP.